With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the LPN Show. Recorded both in Los Angeles and New York City. We're just, you know, here to hang out. Have a good time. All right. I'll talk to y'all after a while. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here. Thank you so much for listening to the LPN Show. Today, I am honored to have with me a superstar, a man that I watched while lying in bed. He conquered the world on the hit show Forged in Fire. He won my heart, warmed me up, and turned this butterball into a blade himself. Mr. Wayne Melligan is with me. Wayne, thanks so much for being here. Hey, dude. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. Dude, so I watched your Fortune Fire episode because I'm a total nerd for that show because I can't believe I never knew how knives were made. I never heard the word Damascus before, but now immediately I say, is that a Damascus blade? No clue what it means still. Dude, can you just talk about Forged in Fire just to start off? And what was that experience life like? You're the freaking champion, which is awesome. Like, how the hell did you even get into this forging thing to get on that damn show? Dude, it, it's it's a crazy story, man. So hold, hold on to the seat of your pants. I'm going to try to yeah. give you the abbreviated brevi- <laughs> rundown. So number one, dude, I'm, I'm just kind of a wild ass country boy. Northwest Florida. Us Floridians are already crazy like we wrestle alligators and shit down here but like i'm definitely one of the crazier floridians but dude i'm a nurse i'm a critical care nurse i'm an icu nurse 12 years experience bachelor's degree i was the assistant nurse manager over 26 bed icu cbicu open heart unit oh and my I had gosh 12, 12 years experience doing that but like dude i just i don't know man like i felt like i was meant to be doing something else i just I didn't yeah. know what you know but hands-on I mean, number one, Wayne, thank you so much for doing that. I know we're going to talk about knives and fortune and fire and steel and your life in that world. But thank you so much for being a critical care nurse. I mean, that must have been such an unbelievably stressful experience, which I suppose makes sense when you were in the forge on forged and fire where everyone was freaking out. And you were kind. (laughs) I mean, I know you weren't quite cool as a cucumber, but you were pretty chill in there. Did the critical did the nurse? seen that high intensity Absolutely. profession be like i can deal with this yes this is yes. just steel yes because i mean as a nurse you know i did a good bit of that probably half of that time was working the night shift oh and on, on the night shift it's like a skeleton crew you still got all your nurses but 
But when the crap hits the fan, we're it. We're there to save these patients' lives because yeah. it's, it doesn't matter what doctor you got, that critical care nurse has got to catch these things before they get big problems. Or whenever someone's coding, I was part of the code team too. So anywhere, whether it was nice to you or anywhere in the hospital, I responded to it and would help run these codes. So like just the, the things, it's kind of like going to battle, I guess. I've never been in the military, but but um, just a, a, absolute chaos. But yeah. the thing is, man, it's it's not like working other jobs. Whenever it comes down to working nursing, you know, you slack or you mess up. That's someone's life. That's someone's oh. mother, their grandma, their kid. So, like, for me, dude, I would work sometimes 16 hours straight, never even sit down just because, I mean, just it's crazy. It was chaos. But, yeah. dude, I made, saved a lot of lives, worked with a great team, and um, it sure enough molded me into the person that I am today. So, That's absolutely awesome. Absolutely. As a critical care nurse and, and as a charge nurse and assistant manager, you know, I had to work under pressure each and every day. You know, it was life or death decisions were made right. under pressure. So, so yeah, when I'm out here just forging on a blade, I'm like, hell, this is, this is nothing compared to uh, running an ICU. So, hey, yeah. You, you mentioned how you weren't in the military, but I'm going to say this. Thank you for your service. Thank you for those 12 years and thank you for saving lives. And thank you for what you're doing now. So 12 years, critical care nurse, your heart's pulling you in another direction. <laughs> and that direction is the, is the, is the hot forge uh, of fire where you're going to yes. create your steel. When did you fall in love with, with steel making or with, uh, with, uh, with forging or with knife making? All right. Well, I've got a pirate bar. We, we bought a house probably about nine years ago. We had this humongous Halloween party. There was hundreds of people there. It was like a, I turned my whole shop into a haunted house. And there was an office out there in the shop. So I converted it into a bar, like hung skeletons and shit up everywhere. Just really kind of like a gothic dungeon looking bar. And after Halloween, I was like, I love this. This is me. I'm going to keep this up year round. It's like, yeah. We'll just call it the pirate bars. This is way before I ever even forged a blade. So I've always had this pirate bar and this big workshop where I just make anything and everything just crazy. But um, I built a dungeon door, four inches thick, this big like dungeon door. And I put a skeleton lock in or a Mortise lock. It takes a skeleton key. And the key it came with was built for a regular door, not a four inch thick door. Okay. So I was like, hey. I've seen those guys on that Forged and Fire TV show. I should be able to forge a skeleton key, right? So I went and bought some stuff. And dude, I MacGyvered it and forged it out. Dude, I made a skeleton key. And that's what started it all. Awesome. That, making a skeleton key for this dungeon door on my pirate bar. And I also love there's a certain amount of symbolism to you creating the key that opens the door that then leads to this right? new world. <laughs> right. Isn't that crazy? I've still got I've still got the key. It hangs up out there, hangs up out there in the bar. But uh, but yeah, so that started it. And um just I don't know, man. I felt like I was lit on fire. Like, you know, I love being a nurse and things like that, but uh, maybe it wasn't what I was totally meant to do. And like yeah. when I first when I first hammered hot still is like I was reborn. Seriously, dude. It was like life changed and I got totally, totally obsessed. So in like eight months after making my first blade, I was on a TV show called Knife Knife or Death. Okay. Bill Goldberg, Bill Goldberg was the host. It was on Damn. History Channel. It was yeah, so I became buds with Bill Goldberg. I actually made Bill a, a blade. Bill Goldberg's got one of my blades, this big guillotine blade. That's but, um, awesome, bro. But yeah, I was on that TV show. You're like you basically, it's like American Ninja Warrior, except with knives and swords. And I, <laughs> you go destroying through these obstacle courses, dude. Everything's on fire. You're chopping through ice blocks and huge fish, and like it's it was it was awesome. That was so that was eight months in. Wow. And then and then at a year and a half experience was when I was on Forge and Fire. So total okay. newbie at a, a year and a half. 
And um, yeah, dude, just went on there and uh, won that show. And uh, since then, though, I've been full-time bladesmith. I, I left the healthcare field, left nursing, and I've been a full-time bladesmith business owner for the past two years. Dude, that is absolutely incredible. Uh, my friend Henry Zabrowski, who hosts last podcast on the left with me, he asked me to ask you what Doug smells like. Doug Mercada, um, what does he smell like? Does he smell good? Because uh, for those that don't watch Forged in Fire, which I highly recommend, uh, Doug is a martial arts expert and he says, it will kill. And uh, Henry wants to know, does he smell good or does he smell bad? I assume Sandalwood. Well, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I got pretty close to the guy because I had to shake his hand. So I got there right next to him. But I don't really remember any kind of a, any kind of a smell. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Sandalwood, he looks like he might smell like some fresh sandalwood. But, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he didn't stink. He didn't stink. So, so that, that, that's, a, that's, a win, that's a win-win right there. I mean, I, that's all we need to know. So I was watching your episode of Forged in Fire, and it was so funny because – uh, I love that show, but the the characters that appear on that show, uh, you definitely stood out. Uh, you had a bit more of a gothic vibe. I remember when you went to the finals, you get to forge at home for a few days and you lit all these candles. And obviously that's uh, something that I was like, wow, this dude is freaking he's on it. He's got it. He's got like the whole vibe set up. <laughs> and like, you know, people were watching the show being like, what the hell is this doofus doing, man? And then you come up with these blades and everyone's like, well, whatever he did, it worked. When it comes to the forging and when it comes to forging fire, did you just apply for the show and then you get on uh, or how did that process work? They reached out to you. Well, whenever, whenever I got into this place with the thing, um, I, I like making videos and stuff too. Obviously, if you follow my, if you follow my Instagram and social media pages and um, so, yeah, so soon, uh, dude, I, I hit the ground running. There was never no slow step. And when I, when I became a place with dude, I hit the ground running and was just constantly just pushing the limits, even being a total newbie, just making all kinds of crazy videos. So those scouts that are looking for bladesmith to be on the TV show, they would send, you know, a little message through like Facebook is where they messaged me. Okay. Said, and it's like, Hey, why don't you fill out an application? And I'd been on knife for death. So I'd already worked with the same producers okay okay um, yeah so so yeah they wanted me to get on there and um so, so yeah that's 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 how that happened and if you want to find wayne on instagram that's where i follow him it's pirate forge pirate forge on instagram check out all of the videos and uh, check out some of his products and purchase some kick-ass damascus knives is forged in fire as and i'm just a total nerd i'm coming in from the outside so i apologize i'm asking totally like newbie questions but how real is that show? How intense is the first round where you have three hours, you have to make a blade out of scrap metal? Uh, how, how stressful is it really? Because I watch it. I watched one episode recently where this little guy had to go to the hospital because he got all stressed out and hot. It looks freaking miserable. How true? Can you talk to the audience about like how truly difficult is that freaking show? It, it is miserable. But I, I enjoyed it because like every day I felt like I worked in hell, you know, working in the ICU. Right, so right. When, when when you live in hell, man, it's uh, it's especially over here. I live in Florida. It's already hot. And then right. you combine the forge and stuff. So, yeah, so I, I'm a monster. So I was like, whatever, bring it. <laughs> but but it, it, it is brutal, man. Everything's real. And if, if anything, they push you too far because really a bladesmith is never going to make a blade in just three hours. Not the kind of stuff they want to do. So a lot of stuff. Yes, it's TV value. So they're giving you these crazy, ridiculous, stupid tasks. And also they put those ambles 
right there in front of the forges. All the forges are on. They want you to stand on the back of the forge, which puts you right next to the, or the back of the anvil, which puts you right next to the forges. So oh. I feel like they got you. They're trying to overheat you. They want people <laughs> to flop out. They're trying to make, they're trying to make TV, man. So, cause I kept getting on the other side of the anvil, like, no, no, you go. I said, kiss my ass. It's hot as hell back there. Shit. How hot, how hot does it get? Oh dude, it gets, it probably gets up close to, it feels like a hundred degrees in there because you're inside of this building. But with four forges going, those forges are about 22, 2300 degrees each. Oh my God. With, with shit blowing up us. Oh yeah, dude. It, it's it's brutal. But you know what? It's done that show's done a lot for placements. It's got a lot of attention. Yeah. But um, but a, a lot of things you don't see is the the metallurgy is not really shown. They're heat treating in a forge. That's not how you heat treat. I heat treat in electronic kilns. I totally control oh, every okay. I control every aspect of it to metallurgy, to shrink the grain and get the best martensitic conversion of that steel. Just everything's so perfect. There on the show, you've got to use a forge and kind of judge the color of the blade because whenever you heat treat a blade, it's not about just getting it hot, quenching it in, in grandma's baking grease. There's certain <laughs> quench, there's certain speeds of quench. It's professional quench fluids based on the type of steel that you're using. You have to heat cycle different varying degrees going up to it, cooling off, going back and forth. And that's called um, heat cycles prior okay. to the final austenization and quench, which converts the austenite to martensite. So there, there's a lot of science to it. So yeah, so yeah. Forge of Fire was a stepping stone for me, but dude, I've taken it and like, I've shot like up to, yeah, and I'm, I'm, dude, you see what I'm doing now? I'm forging freaking sword out of meteorite, real meteorite. I saw that. How do you get meteorite, by the way? Do you have to, uh, who do you call? Is it in, do you, how do you get a meteorite? Aliens. Aliens. That's great. Well, I'm very happy you've got the alien technology. Wayne in Florida, he's speaking with the aliens. What have you learned? I'm not learning anything. I'm just getting their meteorite. They're not green, man. They look like little frog people. Oh, that's kind of cute, though, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, they're not, they're not green, but yeah, yeah, but that's it. But, anyways, but no. These these meteorite I got on, on the internet. You can buy meteorite on the internet. The way the way I bought it, you know, King Tut had a meteorite dagger that they found in his tomb with him. Oh, you know, cool! The whole, the, the whole link from Egyptians to the higher knowledge, like more knowledge they should have had. They feel like it was like uh, the ancient alien show, like that's yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. stuff. So, anyways, King Tut when he was dug up, his mummy had this dagger on his side and his meteoric iron so they're saying they didn't even have the technology to make stuff like that back during his time but that his dagger was forged out of meteorite so i'm like dude i want to i'm always pushing the boundaries of what i'm yeah. doing so so i took meteorite shavings because meteorite alone doesn't have any carbon in it it's got a lot of okay. nickel and a bunch of stuff so i mixed the meteorite shavings with high carbon steel powder into a canister at, at certain proportions the carbon still carburizes all of the stuff. So the entirety of the blade is able to be heat treated and get fine grain. It puts King Tut's dagger in the dirt, bro, because Woo! it's a real, real hardenable blade. So yeah, crazy, crazy shit. That's what I'm doing, man. I've got to cut up some human bone. I'm putting human bone on it and red heart and a bunch of brass and maybe some like mastodon molars. Oh my so, God. So just crazy crazy stuff man but yes you gotta get a you gotta go full catholic with it get one of those saints bones that they have in all of the uh all of the tables in every catholic church that the priest does all of the uh the magical thinking uh over they all have a saint's bone in the middle of them maybe grab one of those and make it like a magic sword so when the aliens do come that'll be the only sword that we can use to defend our planet dude you you, you never know man i'm telling you i put that <laughs> i put that meteorite into my kiln and uh, it shut the electronics down in the kiln. Now, I don't know really? if it was 
moisture or what, but yeah, my kiln quit working. This, this, this really expensive kiln that I've, that I've had for a couple of years when I put the meteorite in it to try to get it to dry out so I can yeah. refine it. Yeah. The, the things, the things started reading like negative 400 degrees. And like I called the manufacturer, dude, it's never supposed to read negative numbers. So he's baffled by it. It destroyed my whole thing. I had to put a new thing in there. And then we were trying to weigh it on an electronic scale and the scale kept going, turning off. Oh my God, dude, that's shit's creepy. <laughs> I don't know, man, but like I, I, I mix, I, I mess with a lot of weird stuff. I've got a lot of weird collectible, like things from all over the world inside yeah. my pirate bar. I got like voodoo dolls, crystal balls. They're supposed to be haunted human skulls. And that's I use awesome. bones. You can buy bones. There's like three, there's three States in the United States where you can't buy human remains. I mean, someone's not digging them up out of the graveyard. Sure. I think it's just, it's stuff that these people will buy them from like science collections, things like that. And um, yeah, there's a lot of human bones around, so it's not that rare, I would assume. But it's rock and roll, man. Don't don't get something like that and disrespect it. You know, like buying Absolutely. a human skull and using it like an ashtray. That's a big that's a big no no. But I think yeah. using it for something like this because it's meteorite, so you got that crazy outer space element. Then you got a, a, a human hair forging it. We put some human bone on it, man. I want some stuff. I like to create shit that 500 years from now, they're going to be looking at it saying, what the hell is that? Look at this crazy thing. You know, that's yeah. make, making that mark. So, yeah. So that's just Have one you of- found with, I'm not sure. And, you know, we're not going to this. I'm not Marianne Williamson. We won't get into spirituality here. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Um, but have you found that your um brand or just kind of your essence who you are as a person when it comes to the forging world that's why you stood out so much to me because a lot of the people and i, I love whatever rednecks or whatever it might be i have no care as long as you're a cool man. dude you're all good that's what i say cool chick cool dude you're all good with me i don't sure. care what what you're into but uh when it comes to the culture of of forging when it comes to creating the knives and stuff how has how has that been for you? How, has it been? Have the, has it been an accepting world for you? Does it matter? I mean, obviously, it's a pretty individual. I'm going to say the word sport for lack of a better term. It's a pretty individual thing. Um, like as far as you representing, I don't know, just sort of the the cool side of forging. That's when I watched you. I was like, this dude's cool. Rock and roll, bro. Uh, rock, rock and roll, roll dude. Like. How is that for you? Like, how's the culture of, of, of blade making? Oh, I think some, um, some people may not know how to take me because you got a lot of these guys that have been doing this stuff for 30, 40 years. And like, I'm this guy that's just at my four year experience and I'm getting a lot of attention on me. 
But dude, I think it's with anything you do is if you're going to excel, if you be yourself, don't try to right. be something that you're not. And like me, dude, I'm going to embrace the weird. I don't give a shit what someone thinks about me. They can all kiss my ass. Cause you know, right. you, how many people told me that I couldn't do this? Like that laughed at me like, Oh, Baba, you'll never make it as a play. You really, you think you're going to make knives and sell them? You're going to be stuck being a nurse the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with being a nurse, but absolutely just, not. Yeah. It, it's these other people that I worked with, and just everyone just would shoot me down, like, like uh, you can't do that, blah blah. So, right. you know, for for me, if it was about making money, I would have just stayed being a nurse because I made good money as a nurse. I was a top level nurse. But for me, it's about an adventure. It's yeah. about an adventure, bro. And like that, that, that's my thing, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm shooting for the freaking stars. And, um, where is yeah, forging, uh, where is forging brought you? Is, is forging brought you to a, a, any places where you're like, I would yeah. not be here unless I made that skeleton key many years yeah. ago, not even that many of years ago. Where is forging brought you where you're like, this is fucking awesome. Dude, I know I know people all over the world and I get to meet all these strangers and become friends with them. Like all these people to get my blades or even the people that don't get my blades, just the people that that like what I do and just yeah. you just meet these folks. And it's just I, I don't know, man. It, it's crazy to to do something that you're passionate about and that you love. And like for me, it's just I think when you find the right thing, it just starts everything comes together, man. It's like a big snowball. Yeah. And it just, um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it, it, it's nuts. It, it really is. I, I never would have thought that I'd be sitting here being able to make a living <laughs> forging yeah. blades and swords, like a freaking Viking caveman out in my yeah. shop every day. And like, and, and I am, man. And I really just, I'm getting started. I, I don't know where, where this is going to take me. You know, I'm, I'm just it, here for the ride, man. And I would have to point out the irony, not to be super corny, but they expect it for me at this point. You create a weapon of war and a weapon of violence, but hasn't it brought people together? It has. It has, man. Isn't that amazing? People come together over the knife, which yep. uh, could also slice their throat and have them leaving uh, their families behind as blood f flows on the floor. It would cut somebody in half, man. The stuff, the stuff that I make is absolutely just brutal, but I want to make the best I can make. But, but then again, there's another side to this bladesmithing thing. And it's tools. I make a lot of tools that guys use when they're out camping or, yeah. or you know, hiking, bushcraft stuff or culinary blades for people to use chef knives. So I mean, I, I'm all over the place, man. But um, but I'm definitely drawn to the big stuff, the swords and the axes. And and when it comes to the culture behind that, obviously, you think about like Ren Fairs and things like that. I'm I'm watching Fortune Fire reminds me of when you watched like the first few episodes on the Food Network of like the show Chopped, for example, uh, where it really brings this event into a heightened level of competition. Uh, when it comes to knives and blades and all of these things, how has have you seen in your four years with social media, with the advent of the Internet, have you seen it really become something that I mean, I didn't expect Forged and Fired to be a hit show. And now I think it's going on like 10 seasons. I didn't know that people wanted to see other people make knives, including myself, until I saw it. And I was like, that's really <laughs> impressive. How have you embraced this kind of new world of celebrity forger, which is it's a strange new profession? It reminds me, they used to say in farm, you know, 96 percent of people farmed in 1900. And you would be like, what would you ask them in the year 1990 when only three percent of people farm? Like, what would you be doing? And they would be like, I have no idea. And now we have a world in 2021 where we have celebrity knife makers 
such as yourself. I mean, it's it's a difficult, but at the same time, it's a difficult world to stand out in because there is so much small d democratization of access to others. So it, it's a fascinating world that now you're really beginning to conquer. Well, it's just, dude, it, it, exactly it. But dude, I, I take this as like my... This is my job, not, not a job as far as my, this, my, my job is to spread the word of this awesome, crazy craft, man. Just fire and iron is the instant or the, 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 what, the looking for a word. It basically, it encompasses everything badass and just wild primal, dude. I mean, you got to think cavemen back in the day. That's the first thing they did was grinding stones out to make some kind of a sharp edged tool. Right. So, dude, this is in our blood. It is in our blood. There's symbolism behind it. There's so yeah. much history behind it. And, and it's too, it, it's art. This is art. I've got people that buy these really fancy, expensive swords, just put them on the wall because it is, it's, it's art. And like for me, being out there, I look as all, all of us bladesmiths, we're all on a team. We're all out there conquering together to, to bring this craft to so many. I can't tell you how many people that I've been able to inspire to get out there and try bladesmithing for themselves, you know, yeah. chase a passion, a lot of kids and stuff that want to get into that. You know, I think everyone thinks this day and age, you got to go get a college degree and get tons of student loans and then get a job that you can't right. pay the student loans off with. Then it's showing that, Hey, don't forget these, the, the working with your hands and your, your, your given yeah. talents. And uh, so that's what I'm doing, man. I'm out there just stoking, stoking the flame, dude, yeah. and getting the attention. And a lot of people that probably have never even thought about owning a sword, like, oh my God, look, look at this. That's I, awesome. I need one of those. I need one of that. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting. You talk about, you know, the caveman and just how we've been making devices to protect ourselves forever. And I do think as a culture now, we we are always looking to the past to kind of remember who we are in the present. And I know as technology swirls around us, as everything seems to be going at hyperspeed uh, towards the future, these little things matter. Like the idea of taking your hand and forging a blade with it to protect yourself or to, you know, hunt or whatever it is, or just as a, uh, as a, uh, a novelty, beautiful item. I feel like, do you feel like that is, one of the reasons why there has been, I'm, I'm not even going to say resurgence, this new surgence of love for for older like technique, for, for working with your hands. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that feel lost in this computerized world. They sit on their desks all day and they, they get fat and their back starts to hurt and their knees hurt, even though they're just sitting all damn day. And, you know, is there something to it where people, I feel the same way about barbecue, like barbecue had a big resurgence and I'm like, people just want to be near food that was yeah. touched to fire because fire, you, fire, fire, you, fire. we need fire. You know? Hell yeah. Do you feel like in the absurdity and insanity of modern times, there's something about, someone taking a chunk of nothing and making it something. It gives you a bit of control perhaps, or a bit of power. Hell yeah. Damn straight, man. It makes my balls tingle. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. And all serious, though, that seriously, like it's just, it, it's so awesome. Just, I, I love every bit, everything about it, but you know, it, it's, 
it's yes, it is a lost art, but you know, I, I think there's kind of a handmade revolution going on right now. And yeah. like, whether you're a woodworker, this, you know, as, as uh, Americans and stuff like that, we, it, business thing sales have always been to let's see how cheap we can make shit yep. and how much we can sell it for. So we've been dumbed down with all this shitty stuff. And, you know, yep. I, I was, I was born back in the eighties and course. I even remember how much better things were made back then when I was a kid. And now just all, everything is just shit. I yep. want to buy the nicest thing I can buy that's going to last. That's a, an heirloom piece that I can hand down to my son, 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 you know? And like, yes. I think people are starting to realize that. And, um, and, and yeah, you know, they're, they're wanting a piece of that. And it's also getting people to get out there and, and get at it, man, get a hobby. Absolutely. If your blade has to penetrate the soul and the heart of one demon entity, let's say we are, we're in, we could do, uh, some kind of demonic creature. We'll even throw an alien in there. What would you want your sword? What entity would you want your sword to penetrate through in order to save the world and release perhaps a series of lost souls that are already trapped in said demon body or alien? I don't know what, man, but it would be the ultimate evil entity. I I can't stand evil and bad shit. There's a lot of bad shit in this world. There is. And they don't want my ass on me, man. I, I, people see me a lot of times. People think I'm a Satan worshiper. They think I'm satanic and I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really not. I'm one of the, I'm one of the good guys, but I feel very comforted by the darkness. And that's why yes. I come here. Most people get scared shitless when they come over. Like, Oh my God, you walk into my shop and all you see is skulls hanging everywhere in huge cleavers. And just, it, it, it's, I think to people that aren't like that, maybe it seems like a scary place, but for me, it brings comfort. And like, I, I just, I don't I'm know. You. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, Dude, I'm just all over the place here. You know, I, I surf, dude. So I'm like a beach guy, Floridian, and I'm a country boy. But I've always just been attracted to that crazy, dark side of things. But again, I'm one of the um, one of the good one of the good guys. So yes, these things. You're a, rena- make- a, a, a renaissance man, indeed. So yeah, so if, if I was going to send one of these blades through some kind of a evil beast, give me the most evil bastard you got. I believe that your blades could punish and penetrate the heart of all evil and save the gd world technical question what the fuck is a damascus blade (laughs) i've never heard the word damascus before and now i've watched about every episode of uh forged in fire and uh the damascus is the blade that they love what is it damascus is basically just it's it's a mixture of steel and most commonly referred it's it's layered still now what you're seeing on what you're seeing on tv is pattern pattern layered damascus basically they're taking these um stills some have a higher nickel content to them so they're brighter with the darker stills and you just stack them up like like stacking up uh meat and bread meat bread meat bread meat bread and the cool thing is, is whenever you get still extremely extremely hot you replicate the atmosphere of space which is void of oxygen without oxygen no oxidation happens if you apply pressure to two pieces of clean metal they become homogeneous just like two oh. drops of water if two drops of water come to the side they become one it's not like glue and a piece of paper together and they become one it's like water bloom it becomes homogeneous so whenever you get it up to those critical temperatures here on earth you got that forge burning. The fire is eating up all the oxygen. So it's very hot, really no oxygen in there. You apply pressure. Those pieces still become homogenous. Then you forge it out, clean it, cut it, restack it. And you stack it as far as you want to go. You manipulate it as you're forging it. And that's what gives it 
certain patterns. But yeah, that's what you're referring to. Pattern weld mask. Okay. Is it, is it superior to mono steel? It's all about the heat treat. I can take a mono steel blade that will put any Damascus blade in the freaking dirt if it doesn't have the good heat treat. But Damascus is cool because I think it, it, it creates like this layered up steel. So, so yeah, that, that, that's Damascus. It, okay. Cool. So the Damascus is, it has to be layered. If it's not layered, it ain't Damascus. And that's your single, the, the single piece mono, of steel. Mono steel. Mono steel. Mono steel. Which one do you like to work with the most? Like what's most common? Cause I don't know if the Damascus is just a thing they do on, on TV. Cause it's like, it looks really more, much more difficult or if it actually makes the better knife. I have no idea. It's all it's all about the heat treat though, man. You can buy Damascus blades all day long for a hundred dollars on eBay or twenty five to hundred bucks, and it's just junk. It's stuff that's made overseas. They make it out of car bumpers and old sure. iron. It's not really, but it's it's Damascus. It's real Damascus, but it's garbage steel, garbage heat treat. Even here in the USA, if you use good steel in your Damascus and then you neglect the metallurgy of the heat treat, you still got a crappy blade. So, but Damascus is cool. It does take more skill. It's harder to do, and there's different types of Damascus. There's that pattern weld stacked. You can take a bunch, like with the meteorite, I'm taking yeah. meteorite shavings and high carbon steel. I put it into this big metal can that I fabricate. That's called canister Damascus. Okay. So, so there's certain things you can do. There's Woots Damascus. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. What's been what has been one of the most surprising things for you? Uh, nursing, getting into knife making eight months in, you're hanging out with Bill Goldberg. I'm a huge wrestling fan. So I, I actually don't like Bill Goldberg in a kayfabe <laughs> way. Cause I don't like his run. I think he's a poor man, stone cold. And I don't, I, I'm not a WCW guy. Never have been. I'm not going to tell Bill Goldberg that to his face though. Uh, his, what has been the most surprising thing for you in this journey? Uh, whether it be technic on the technical side or just on the social side, on perhaps the friendship side or whatever it is. Maybe you get a bunch of DMs from people that you never thought would talk to you before. What's the most surprising thing to you thus far on this amazing four-year journey you're on? Dude, there's there's, there's so many things. There's just, there's just so much. The, the craziest of, I can really do this for a living. That's number one. Yeah. Wow. Holy hell. I can really make things that look this. How, how am I creating this stuff? You know, and just like, and then the claim you get from folks, the French, I, I, it's, it's too much to even pinpoint one, one thing, man, the friendships, the doors, the doors that it's open, man. I get out here and I, I love what I do and I'm genuine. I'm being myself, which is a little bit different. I'm not like everybody else. I don't fit into the, the cookie cutter or whatever. And that's awesome, yeah. dude. I'm rocking and rolling, but like, just 
you know, getting, um, being, being noticed for all these things, man. And I've had a lot of companies that reach out to me, sub people that use their products and, you know, become sponsored by them, man. So it's kind of like you're being, a, uh, an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I guess what, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, man. But it's, it's just incredible, man. Cause I, people always say, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. I'm like, these guys are full of shit. What kind right. of, what kind of drugs are they on? <laughs> and, and like, I oh, know it is, man. I'm telling you, cause I start and people say, Oh, you can do anything you want. If you put your mind to, I'm that bullshit. That's really easy for you to say. Cause most people that say that are people that are already successful exactly. or really big up here. And like, yeah, it's real nice for you to talk all this inspirational bullshit whenever you've done made it. But dude, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm still on this journey. I'm new in here. Doors keep opening. I keep going higher and higher. I don't know where I'm going to end up at, dude, but I'm not, I'm not stopping. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah. For me, it's just, um, yeah, it, it's just the, the, the whole thing's madness. Do you have, so when it comes to, so again, this four year, this four year process, what are your, do you have a goal? Do you set goals for yourself or how do you get from point A to point B to point C and so on and so forth? When you start with the skeleton key, was it um, just so the audience, because whatever you're working on, whether it be an Etsy shop where you're making necklaces, whether you're a butcher trying to get a butcher box product going and whatever you're doing, uh, it takes steps you know, along the way. And these are oftentimes invisible steps. I always remember Bernie Mac, the fantastic comedian, uh, when he got his television show, everyone's like overnight sensation. And it's like, no, he's been headlining for 20 years. There is no such thing as an overnight sensation, unless maybe you go on one of those crappy reality shows, in which case you pick up a massive drug habit and you die the next day. What, yeah. what 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 are some what were some of the goals or some of the steps that you put in to get you to where you are now and to help you uh to where you're going to be going well i'm gonna be 100 honest with you man um again as far as goals and stuff and approaching this in a, in a kind of a business manner um i would have just stayed a nurse i had a good pay come in and i was shooting right yeah. the corporate ladder with nursing my thing was whenever I start doing this and it lit me on fire and I felt like this is what I was meant to do, what I was put on this earth for. And I just, dude, I, I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. How many blades do you make? How, how long, how many blades would you say in a month or is, is a week an appropriate amount of time to ask that question? It just, it just, it just, it just depends on what I'm doing. Some of these swords can take months to do one sword, um, yeah. but I've, I've made thousands of stuff dude just, I'm, I'm constantly creating. But my, my thing is like I tell people I'm not doing this to be successful. I'm doing this to become a damn legend. And this, yeah. isn't del this isn't a delusion of grandeur. This is straight up. I'm no bullshit. That's why I'm doing this. And um, I, I want it. I want it. And like, I'm just, that's why I just, I, I don't stop. And um, it's, you know, it just my main goal is just not to die along the way. And I can tell people <laughs> if you're, if you're chasing your dreams or chasing a, whatever you're obsessed with, if you're trying to become a legend yourself or just a successful Let's say you're trying to be a successful business owner. You know what? You never fail until you stop trying. Right. That's yeah. what I tell folks. Think about that. doesn't matter Absolutely. where you're at, or how low you're at, or how many shit sandwiches the, the world is throwing in your face. Yep. You've not you've not failed until you stop trying. So, dude, I every agree. day it's the hustle. It's a lifestyle. It's an obsession. Shoot for the moon. Set your, set your sights high. And just keep going. Don't let nothing get in your way. Don't let anyone slow you down and be yourself. And so far, that business or, or that that plan 
has been working out for me. And I think that that plan is a universal plan. And I don't think that that plan will ever fail you. You shoot for the moon, you end up around the stars. And then what are what's on the stars? Meteorite, perhaps. Aliens. And then you're forging on the stars. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do when you are, let's say, 18 hours into a project and it goes to shit? The fucking blade snaps, whatever it might be. I see the microcosm of that, obviously, on the television show. But I can't imagine. Well, I guess I can kind of imagine. But the idea of like busting your ass and then all of a sudden one fail swoop and boom, everything collapses. Has that happened to you where you've just been busting your ass for fucking 24 hours and all of a sudden everything is gone? I Dude, would break I've been, down. <laughs> I've been I've been busting my ass for a week before on things and then the, the it fall apart or something go go wrong. Here's the thing. If you're not fucking things up and messing things up you're not pushing hard enough if you stay in your comfort zone as an artist you're never going to become anything or you're sure enough not going to progress fast see with me i'm not i'm not afraid of failure how long it must but you like as the blade breaks you see it hit the ground i mean that has to everyone is going to have the feeling you just you're just gonna roll with it fuck it fuck it fuck you blade (laughs) i felt I throw them into my fucking creek. I've got a creek out back. And if I get pissed off at a blade, I don't like it or something messed up. I throw it into the creek. It gets covered up with sand. They're going to dig this shit up. A while they're going, oh, my God, we found an old burial ground of old medieval stories. <laughs> <laughs> I throw Oh, yeah, dude, I get. Oh, yeah. So dude, it's like, for dude, I've been thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of steel has been wasted and, and oh. ruined and, and things. But, that, but dude. If you're trying to be the best there is at something, that's what you're going to do. That's what I tell people. I tell these beginning bladesmiths, dude, how do I get good? What do I do? And like I tell them, I said, just get out there and get at it and just don't yeah. accept failure. Just keep pushing it and like get be an innovator. But yeah, that's that's what happens, man. I've been in a weekend before and just I mean, something goes wrong. Guess yeah. what? I've had so many things happen. Now I'm just like, uh, whatever. Yep. Yeah, Happening again, whatever. Yeah. Learn from it. Did you have a mentor when you began forging? No. Do you and now you mention how people come up to you and they're like, how do I get into it? You know, that is one of the highest compliments, in my opinion, that you the highest compliment you can receive is when somebody else comes to you for advice, because it's also very humbling. And you're also just like, I don't fucking know. I'm trying to figure this out on my own. But how do you how do you take that? responsibility on because you have put this on the map especially you know obviously in your local community i'm sure everyone knows what wayne Melligan does he makes sick kick-ass sick blades and you know we talk about life transitions and life changes i could also see this being a, a absolute refuge for someone who's maybe a little bit lost 17 18 year old kid as all of us were searching for something you know you could find yourself in this how do you take that responsibility on us you know i mean maybe you don't want to hear it maybe it sucks but in many ways you are a leader you are someone who people are going to look to for advice and for help because you figured it out because you fucking put your uh energy and your mind to it and you worked on it how do you deal with that because uh it's one of the it's one of the more difficult things because you don't want to lead people astray. And that's why giving advice no, is like no, the no, hardest no, thing no, ever to do. No. Cause you're like, I don't want to fuck this up. Nope. I, I, sh- I shoot straight with them. And um, like I said, no, I, I, I try to people that approach me like that, or I'll, I'll try to try to talk with them or, or comment on what they say to me. And um, the biggest thing is, is I, I lead by example and tell yeah. them my, my story for the people that, that have heard, you know, like, 
doing what I was, you know, wanting to do something more and to really have a real purpose, do something that I really felt like it was just set me on fire inside. And um, so I tell them, you know, Northwest Florida, there's no blacksmiths in Florida. I right. mean, dude, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm really a weirdo because all your blacksmiths and, and bladesmiths, that's all up north. And like, there's a few down here, but no, there's nobody around my area, especially someone that actually forges this stuff, like getting all the ambles and stuff in. I had to get all that stuff from all over. There was nothing around me. So I tell people like, look, I had nobody to show me the ropes here. It's just persistence yeah. and the diligence has got me to where I'm at. But I'm, I, I do help them. I like, you know, I tell them, hey, you start with this. Don't waste your money on that. Work on this, right. work on that. So I, 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 I do help people. And, um, and, and yeah, and there's a lot of young folks. You, you wouldn't believe how many young folks that that's my biggest fan. I believe I it, man. The show, like, we like the rock and roll part guy. Well, he's Absolutely. <laughs> they do because I'm staring here looking at this cheap ass iPhone that we're all worshiping right now. That's just going to yeah. end up in a river polluting our fish and killing our yeah. and polluting our yeah. water and, and killing our wildlife. I guarantee there must be, and I know that there is a massive resurgence of people who want tangible things, who want to work with their hands because this technology, man, you look at depression rates, you look at suicide rates, all that shit's tied to it because people aren't doing anything. The idea of taking a clump of nothing and making it something is just naturally going to be rewarding. Absolutely. No matter what you're doing. And just like I said, I've been fortunate enough to have these skills and um, to be able to, to be able to do this, it's it's it really is, it's a, it's a ton, don't get me wrong, it's a ton of hard work. I yeah. work seven days a week. I work nonstop. I never have off days. I've got a family. I've got a six year old. I've got a wife. Nice. Um, preacher's daughter. Married to a preacher's daughter. <laughs> well, all right. You better make sure to. Yeah, that's good. You have the sabers. I'm sure her father can use them in <laughs> right. some bizarre right. church ritual. <laughs> but um, but uh, but but yeah, man, it, it, it's tough work, man. And like I said, none of this has been given to me. And like I said, I'm still getting my start. I mean, from what you guys may see, like I'm still like just getting started into this craft, man. But yeah, I'm here to inspire and to help. Does the uh, and, does um, your six year old like to uh, hang out in the forge? I can't I, I can't imagine it being a safe place for a kid. At the same time, I can't imagine a kid wanting to stay away from it. He wants to be the mailman. He wants to shoot the blue. <laughs> no, are you serious, son? I mean, this is uh, really you want to be the mailman. So he's he's obsessed with Legos and he likes to, he oh, likes fishing so stuff cute. too. So he, he he comes out there and, and you know, so it, it, it's good. I, I think as he gets older, he's going to really be wanting to be out there. And I'm gonna I'm gonna teach him teach him the craft, young. Or and, he uh, or he can be a mailman, which is also a great profession. If you can nail me to mailman, thank you so mailman. much. I'm still waiting on a package. So please, we need more good male folks out there. There you go. Absolutely. Well, Wayne Melligan, man, thank you so much for being on the show, bro. Um, is there anything anything going on in your future? Anything? I know we haven't had live events or anything in the past year, um, but do you have any? I don't Do they do? Are there like conferences or events? Is there a Comic-Con for blading? Although Comic-Con always has a pretty kick-ass series of, of blade booths and stuff as well. Oh, sure, sure. There's there's blade there's blade shows but see i really don't have anything to sell as fast as i make a blade it sells the way i do stuff is i make kind of what i want as an artist and when i get okay. done i look at the hours and the materials and i throw it up for sale and people just buy the stuff really fast so that's my problem usually people go to blade shows and they bring a big table with the blades trying to sell but i do go to the blade shows i just don't bring anything to sell i go and hang out man and yeah. I, I go and get to meet all the fans, um, meet the other bladesmiths, and um, have you? And and I would assume, you know, with this weird little reality show that is forged in fire, 
you have a fan base now based on it, correct? Definitely. No, uh, people, people recognize me and uh, yeah, I guess I got a little fan base out there. So yeah, were you, were you expect, were you expecting that after like, you know, you're <laughs> just, you're just in this little studio. You don't know where this is going out into the, into the ether. Were you expecting such a great reaction? Because I don't think that everyone on that show gets a great reaction, but you just stood out as like such a cool dude that uh, I think that's perhaps why the brand is so awesome. I just, uh, I, I didn't know what to expect, man. I just, you know, Forge and Fire was was a stepping stone for me. It wasn't the end all because there's really good Smiths that go on that show and they don't win it. You of know, I, I, I think it can be just as much luck as it is skill on that show. So just because you're a Forge and Fire champion doesn't mean you're the greatest bladesmith in the world. But that show definitely was a stepping stone. Like I told you, I was a year and a half in. I'm four years in now. I'm making this successful business for me. I was able to transition from a full-time nurse to a full-time bladesmith. Living the American dream, man. I love it, it's, bro. It, 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 it's kick-ass. So, yeah. So, dude, just like I said, it, just keep watching watching what I do and watch the adventure unfold. And we'll see where it ends up. So I love it. Wayne Melligan. You can find him on Instagram at Pirate Forge. That's F-O-R-G-E. Pirate Forge. As soon as one of these blades become available on your website at thepirateforge.com, thepirateforge.com, I will be snagging one up uh, because everything, what, what you've been able to do is just so impressive, bro, and just congratulations on all your success and i really hope to be in touch with you in the future and we're going to be traveling with last podcast on the left we'll be in florida so whenever we're out there or if we ever happen to cross paths hit me up you always have a ticket and uh yeah i can't wait thank you so much bro you're a real inspiration man all right man thanks for having me dude thank you so much all right everyone well thank you so much for listening to this conversation with mr wayne melligan and again support everything he is doing uh, you can find him at Pirate Forge on Instagram. I'm staring at it right now, and there's a bunch of cool stuff. Okay, everyone. Hope you're being safe. Hope you're doing well out there. Hail yourselves. We will talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. 
Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.